Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening, Razorback fans. We want to welcome you to another weekly women's sports resort presented by Fordham Lee Distillery and Bet Online. And we are proud to bring in former 4029 anchor and host of Scoop D. Jordan, is that is that correct? Did I say that <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> You're, yeah, you just take the, the Jordan off, so yeah. scoop du jour. Du jour. <laughs> there you go. Jordan Black, I want to <laughs> really appreciate you for coming on. Um, it, it's been, it's cool having some believe on believe love, but how's things been going? Tell us about, you know, stepping aside and, and starting your own new journey and how that's been going. Well, thank you for having me. It's, uh, yeah, it's so nice to share the believe on believe love, like you said, and, um, cross, cross, cross love, <laughs> if you will. Um, yeah, after moving from Fayetteville in June, I moved to Chicago, but Fayetteville was such a, a piece of me and, and a home to me as a sports journalist for almost four years. And, um, I, I loved every part of it. I loved covering Arkansas and being part of, that SEC community for so many years. So it's a really special place to me. And I'm, I'm eager to talk to you about it. I was, I'm repping my heart. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, the podcast has been a passion project waiting to happen for so long. And it's one of those things I'm sure you had the same thing. You just have to dive in, right? You just have to do it. And you have to kind of rip the bandaid off for lack of a better term. Um, because it's kind of scary, right? To put yourself out there. Like as a journalist, we, we, I've always wanted to do what I was doing. Um, but the podcast thing just felt a little scary and I just, but I always wanted to do it. So believe gave me the chance and I'm so grateful for that platform. And the idea is just to kind of, um, break bread with people who love sports like you and I, but people who are probably a little bit, um, more in the game. And so we're talking coaches, former players, current players, current coaches, um, wives, media members, um, all of the above, and just chatting about life and going beyond the game as cliche as it is. Um, and the way I describe it is when I was in Fayetteville and when I was in Greenville and when I was in college, my grandma, she, she liked following, but she didn't really care if, you know, the Arkansas women beat UConn or if um, the men you know, beat Texas in, in football. Um, but, um, she cared about the stories people told and who they were as humans. And that's what I want to learn from people. So that's mostly what the podcast is about. And when you do that, you know, you go into your own, you know, your niche, what you have a passion for, and people's going to see that if you have a true passion for it, they're, Mm -hmm. they're going to call out when they can see if you're, BS in your way through it, or if you have a true passion for that sport. And that's what, you know, I've been able to do with this. And, and finally, I mean, I should have done it a long time ago. It was long overdue doing, I mean, especially University of Arkansas. And 
just how much success the women's sports have and finally being able to be and it's a 30 minute and when you look at the grand scheme of it it's 30 minutes out of your week but yet to the to the players and the coaches and everything it means so much so i'm honored to be able to do it i mean me and coach Dyfel were talking about that trailblazing and coach neighbors of there's not another sec school that does this when it comes to dedicating and it's crazy that it's 2022 and you don't have that type of show that we're able to have so and when you're talking about the podcasting to live we were the exact opposite because you've been on tv and then you go to the podcasting i was always a podcast hiding behind the camera just all audio and going to live scared me to death the fact that you're putting your face out there you're you're live you can't do this and then go to audacity or anchor and edit out. I mean, if you fumble up something or if there's a disconnection in your internet connection or, I mean, everything gets thrown at you. So it's been a fun journey and what a better school to do it at than the university of Arkansas. And I noticed that we also have some ACC love. I, I noticed you're a Tar Heel fan. I'm a Clemson fan. Yeah. So, you know, we, yeah, we, we have that, that to, uh, we, we have that yeah. to, my dad was from South Carolina. So, mm-hmm. You know all about that. In the state of South Carolina, you're either Clemson or you're South Carolina. He lived in uh, Easley, which is right outside of Greenville, South Carolina. So when the uh, SEC Women's Tournament comes around, it's in Greenville. So I'll go see my family and get to do the the tournament as well. But um, So when you got out of the the TV side of it, how long did it take you to really – you got that itch to be like, I, re- I just need to get back into it. I miss it. You know, what was that like, that transition? Yeah, it's such a good question because I, I don't think I ever really gave up what I wanted to do. I, I just kind of moved to a huge sports town. I'm in Chicago now. And um, I, I transitioned from traditional sports anchoring, um, mostly because I kind of needed a break. Um, not from being on TV and not from telling stories and not from, you know, being at all of these incredible events, but kind of from the um, behind the scenes of TV that probably a lot of people don't know about and um, that you and I could do a podcast on, you know, for, for a long time. Um, and I'm sure there's some things people can garner and there's some things that it might, you know, sound silly to some people, but I just needed kind of a mental break from it all. So I moved to Chicago, but I always wanted to do a podcast. I always would tell my parents, I, this is what I, I, I loved storytelling. Like even when I was in Arkansas, I just, I, any type of feature story, storytelling, whether it was with a, um, a high school student at Fayetteville High or Bentonville or in, in Fort Smith, like I just, I loved that. Um, and so that was kind of where my passion started bubbling and it always had. And we weren't uh, allowed to, you know, you, you're, you're, dedicated to where you're working, which, you know, your, your time is constrained too. So, um, when I moved, I was like, I have to go full into this in addition to the other, um, job I'm doing now. And I was like, this is the perfect time, right. To pour into something that I've wanted to do for so long and, um, tap into all of those connections I've made over the years through sports and, and through, you know, Carolina, through Arkansas, through Mississippi, um, through all of those places. So, yeah, I think just just right away, but I, I've wanted to do it for so long. It just kind of takes a while. You have the wheels turning, but it takes a while to like get it cooking, you know? Um, and I, I will say I'm the type of person and, my, you know, I, I really wanted it to be good. I wanted it to, 
I didn't want to just put it out there. And my, my dad's always like, it's better to, you know, get something. What is the saying? Like get it good than perfect. Yeah. But I, I, and I don't, it's not perfect yet. Right. Like we will get there, but I really didn't want to just throw out some first episode. And so my first guest episode was Danielle Musselman. Um, and I thought that was like a great way to kind of get some of the Arkansas fan base in on it and um, really kind of dive in with something strong off the bat versus, you know, just seeing who I could kind of dabble. With. Well, you know, um, you so talk yeah, about for a long time. talk about somebody that you're familiar with talking with. Like our first episode was Coach Neighbors because he is who I He's got amazing. my start. You know, that that's who let me in the door. That's one that gave me a chance to, hey, you can cover my team. You know, you're not a TV guy. You're not a radio guy. You're just something. And and so you take a little bit of pride in a Division One basketball school looks at you. You're just a podcast guy, and they let you in the door. And then four years later, you know, you, you see how far it's grown and getting to cover, you know, tournaments and, you know, soccer, every women's program at the University of Arkansas. And, you know, but you're talking about something like behind the scenes and, you know, everybody does not realize that you can't just turn on this mic and talk. You can't just turn on this thing every day and just it, it, there's so much that goes into what the hog talk is, what you have done. You know, it's it's a second job. It, I work mm-hmm. two full time jobs and people. Mm-hmm. So I take it personally like. You, you have an instance if you don't get something correct or you miss a score or miss a, a record, especially when it comes to the women's side, there's only few people who do it. So if it comes yeah. out of that women's side, they're only going to point their finger at a few people. There's not 30 people reporting on the same story when it comes to the men's side. When it comes to the women's side, it's a totally different ballgame because not many people's doing it. So I take it. They're all turning to you. Exactly. So, I mean, I do get defensive, but yet try to fix it. And and sometimes I do slip up and and get too defensive about it. But, you know, it's taken a lot of hard work to go from. And and when we had neighbors on four years ago, we could be having this episode and the comment section would be full of who cares it's women's sports. Hey, the men's playing right now. What do you do? You know. And, and so it's so awesome to see the fans, uh, 3,000 people at a women's basketball game yeah. selling out the soccer stadium. And, and that's what we'll dive into, you know, because with you being at the station when you started, you know, what was the, you know, women's programs like when you started compared to where things are now and just watching everything grow? How cool was that to watch the growth of all these sports? Yeah, when I started was 2018. Um, so to to put in perspective, not in line with women's, but it was the first year of Chad Morris. So right, like none of the programs were really like being talked about entirely. It was then that following beginning of spring, winter, um, Anderson was fired. So that's all the men's stuff. Um, and on the women's side. Uh, right off the bat, I, you're talking about how awesome it was to have my neighbors on. I just like so enjoyed him at, at, from a media standpoint, um, his transparency, his kindness, um, his humor. But he also like the the way he cares about his players is so evident. And it's so cool to see. And I know all of those coaches do. I, you can't be a coach, right? If you don't care about exactly. your players. But he just articulates it so well um 
And he, he, it's, it's, it's really unlike a coach I've ever seen. It's, there's no coach speak. There's no cliche. It's just pure heart. And it, it's really cool. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of coaches, not only at Arkansas, but, you know, in our careers and he's one of a kind. Um, so his program has, has been incredible. So I, I saw them beat UConn. I saw Chelsea Dungy yep. there and, um, Amber Ramirez and there's these incredible players who like really make, got this program on the map. And now what I love about that women's program is, and, and what he's always done because he's such an Arkansas guy is honed in on the state and done it so well. And if you just like, look at that roster, you have Bentonville, Fayetteville, Fort Smith high schools, and like any state school wants to see that. Right. So I think that's so important. Um, and, but then he's not just limiting that because last year we saw how incredible the freshman of the year was, who actually plug went to my high school, St. Thomas Aquinas. Oh, wow. They know that. That's yeah. awesome. Um, so that was actually really fun. So we always would do, you know, at 4029, these specials, um, you know, on the, the runs, um, sweet 16 and elite eight and whenever they're going to the tournament. So I got to talk to her high school coach, um, who I didn't know, you know, he wasn't at St. Thomas when I was there. Got, you know, graduated a while <laughs> ago, but um, that was really cool. You know that he's tapping into other parts of the country, but still keeping it really close to home. So I think that's so important. And then obviously softball. So you and I were talking before we started recording, just like how incredible it has been to see the softball program grow and how well they've done and how exciting they've been. Um, and like, we couldn't get enough of them just as fans. So like when I, wrapped up my time at 4029, we would spend our weekends going to watch them in the tournament. We can get our hands on tickets fast enough. We couldn't get out there in the outfield fast enough. And, and you just like, as a media member, right, you're, you're covering them good or bad. But as when you kind of grow into this fandom, you are rooting for them so hard and watching them um, fall this past year was really hard, but it was just like so awesome to see them, see them get so close. And I think they're, they're on the cusp, right? Um, and you and I were also talking about just what an amazing job Courtney Dyfel has done. Um, and it's a testament to what Arkansas is. People don't outside of Arkansas don't know what an amazing special place it is. Um, but I think these coaches do a great job of selling it and bringing really, really special athletes in. And I think you can attest to this because you, you, you talk about Coach Neighbors being from Arkansas, but but you look at Coach Diefel played at Cal. Coach mm-hmm. Hill played at BYU. You got Coach Watson from Australia. You know, you've got all these coaches. Coach Weber, you know, Olympic athlete. You've got all yeah. these people that from all over the United States and, and from different countries, but they get to Arkansas – and I guess you can kind of talk about your own experience. Just like it sucks you in the, the this part of the country and, and this fan base and being in Fayetteville does something because it doesn't matter where you come from. Once you get here and start coaching here, it's like one big family. And you can say it. It's almost like we were talking when we first started re- recording. You can say all you want, coach speak, but when you can see they really truly believe in each other, they're truly there for each other. It has made a world of difference in the football program all the way down to, you know, the tennis program, the swim dive team, the track and field. You know, everybody is thriving 
because everybody is treated equally. And that's what's impressed me so much with Hunter Yurchek and all the coaches is they're it's, it's like one big family here. Yeah. I, I like what you said about like figuring out what Fayetteville is and kind of making it home. I, I think a, a great example of that is this past year, right? I ju- I've just moved to Chicago in June and my birthday is late September. And I was like, what am I going to do for my birthday? I have some friends in Chicago, but um, you know, any, any girl wants to spend her birthday with her boyfriend. My bo- boyfriend's a doctor. He was working nights at the time. And I was like, well, now what am I, what am I going to do on my birthday? <laughs> my birthday is ruined. <laughs> I can't do anything. Well, it happened to be the Alabama weekend. And then I was like, that's it. I'm going to Fayetteville on my birthday. And, um, twofold in that is I've, I made incredible friends there. Um, and the second part is I never got to experience a football game as a fan. So that was really neat. Um, but there's something so cool about that place. And I try to sell it to all the people who've never been there. Um, it's, if you haven't been to Fayetteville and obviously I know everyone listening is an Arkansas fan, so I'm sure they've, they understand what Fayetteville is, but people who haven't been to Fayetteville don't get what it's like to be in a college town that is also just this up and coming place with so much to do, with so much to learn. There's culture and there's music and there's food and there's life. And, and it's just an awesome place. Um, I don't even know if I can do it justice. And I've even tried to sell it to, I have a, a coworker who's brother is, was working at Tyson and was going to get relocated oh. to Arkansas. Um, and you know, they're like, I don't know. I you don't want to move. I get it. <laughs> right. You know, I, I'm from yeah. Miami. So when I'm, um, I, I was first, my first job was in Greenville, Mississippi. So that was really tiny. So when I moved to Fayetteville, I thought it was like Oz. I thought it was, you know, <laughs> incredible moving from Greenville. Um, which I loved. I'm, that's no, nothing talking bad about Greenville. Greenville was just tiny, but it's such a special place and I just wish everyone could experience it for just a little bit. So what was it like, you know, okay, you, you, you go to the Alabama game, you're able to kick your feet up. You're able to yeah. eat the popcorn. You you don't have to worry about being on the field and, and cutting into the show and doing a post game recap. So, I mean, did it make you, cause we have fans that get to go to the games maybe once a year, twice a year, but what was it like yeah. for you to really get to, Soak it in and be a fan for once. You know, you have to be professional. So what was that moment like being to be able to be a real fan? It's been so nice to be a fan um, just in general. And you were talking about Carolina earlier. It's been nice to enjoy watching my Tar Heels on Saturdays. <laughs> and um, I, I actually, before I answer your question, I, I watched the national championship this year on Monday night in between hits in our newsroom. Right. And that's part of the job. Like I, I, all I ever wanted to do was be a sports anchor. Um, and it's not to say it's not still in my future, but being a fan is a really cool thing. And, um, like you said, when you're working, you're on the sideline, you're taking notes, you're trying to make your hit. That's maybe at, you know, 9 PM and maybe that's when the game's going on. (laughs) And so it's, um, it's a funny thing to be working during something you want to watch. Um, I've missed a lot of big happenings in games because you're, you're on TV or you're writing something or you're trying to get something up for the web. Kind of like what you were saying about being, you know, one of the main people who writes about women's sports. Like you, you just have to make sure you're on and you're getting the score right. And you're 
crossing your T's and dotting your I's and all of those things. So it's been really nice, just like you said, to kick your feet up and enjoy and relax and enjoy the pomp and circumstance. And I asked um, a guest on my um, podcast, Larry Fedora, who was the coach at Southern Miss and then UNC. And he was saying the same thing. He was like, I, I went to a frat. I, when he was visiting his daughter at, at Alabama, um, his youngest daughter. And he was like, I, I was always of course on the sideline, but so in the game, I didn't even see what was on the sideline. Right. Like, and you know, same uh, from a reporter perspective, a little bit, right. You're just, you're just running around thinking of, okay, need to write this script, email this producer, hit this time, get this up on the web. Um, and touch on my makeup. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I had uh, the pleasure and honor. Uh, me and Alyssa Orange, we had uh, Sarah Spain on a few years ago, and oh, amazing! It, it was just hearing her talk, and you're talking about Chicago, and that's where she's from. I mean, that, that's yeah. her her city. But I really wanted to ask you. You know, we're talking about the evolution of the, the sports and the programs at Arkansas, but but I want to know. You know, what have you seen in the evolution of how women journalists are treated, how women anchors are treated? I mean, because me and Alyssa have talked many times about the struggles and what they've dealt with, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So what biggest changes have you seen and just how it is for, for a female journalist to make it in the game these days? It's such a, a loaded question, but such an important one. And I've had a lot of really great experiences with people like you who care so much about women in sports, which doesn't always mean women playing um, and women coaching, right? It means women covering the game. And I've had a lot of poor experiences, um, to put it kindly. And that can mean from a coworker to um, a fan, to a viewer, to a, a coach, Um and, but you know what? I, I think there are so many people who are paving the way for women in journalism that we owe thanks to. And I'll do a, you know, a tiny little plug that this week's guest on Scoop Du Jour is Kate Scott, who is the um, Sixers play-by-play announcer. She's one of those people who's paving the way for women in journalism because there weren't a lot of people who looked like her when she was growing up. And she says that so candidly. And so I think a lot of us oh, thanks to people like that, because we see those women doing the things with so much grace. And sometimes there's not a lot of kindness on Twitter and um, even in in your email at work. And I know so many coworkers um, that have received, you know, nasty emails and letters even. And, um, you know, obviously DMs are open and all of those things. Um, But we, I think we have a lot of people to thank. And, um, so I do think it's evolving. I think the, one of the things she says that I think is really important is I hope I'm not later on the first female play-by-play for the Sixers. I hope I'm just, you know, one of them. And I think that's really important, right? So we, we've come a long way, but there's still a long way to go. And that's why I brought it up. You know, it, it's a thing that we can talk about, the, all the good things, and we can talk about where things have went. And that's, you know, me being somebody who's, followed women's sports since 95, 96. I've seen, you know, Linda Cohn and Doris Burke. You know, you've seen the ones and Robin Roberts, you know, the ones. That, and then you look at everybody who's come up in uh, Rebecca Lobo. And, and then you go to Michelle Smith and Fernandez. You know, you see you're seeing more 
women in the sports that they cover and they've played. And it, it just shows that, you know, now people are getting the respect they deserve and they're looked at anchors. We don't have to, and now I know we're, we're still at that where there's still hurdles for female journalists, but you're looked at more now. So as a journalist, instead mm-hmm. of a female journalist, and I think that's very yeah. important that what we try to do, and, and I'll tell you, there's a sport that, I try to cover, and I will not mention the sport because I don't want to bring any sport down. But th- there is sports when it comes to women that men, we try to dive into that sport in that realm, and we're looked down on. I, I tried to cover a-, a couple of teams, and we were looked down on as men in a women's game. And mm. I bowed out because it wasn't worth – because you're you're really talking to a brick wall when you're looking at, hey, I'm really caring about this sport. I've been a fan of this sport since its inception. And to be shunned because you're a male in a woman's sport. But you know what? I don't take it as offense because what I went through has no bearing. It, it couldn't even begin to feel what the other side of it is. So I don't complain too much because I could sit there and throw a pity party, but I'm not going to sit there and try to compare that to what feet, because I've seen it. I've witnessed it, seen it. I've heard it. I've seen the comments. And there was a, a, a certain instance where a, a female athlete was called out and it wasn't a good situation and you stick up for them and it turned them to a, a, a big storm. But when you stand up for that player and those those people that you cover, you're there for them. It really gains respect for the whole team, the coach, and the women's athletics in, in general. Yeah, I think I'll I'll never regret sticking up for something I I believe in. Um, and I think you know that's that's part of the the game of being um, a media member as well, right? Like when you have an opinion, sometimes you have to consider whether you're going to go public with yep. it. And it's, you know, a, a, a funny time in the world, um, for lack of a better term to kind of have all of your opinions. But I think, um, you know, sticking up for something that's black and white, right and wrong, um, I'll never feel bad about. And I think, you know, what you're saying is absolutely spot on. If, if someone's being treated poorly <laughs> and if it's having to do with being you know, a man or a woman or any of those things, I think, you know, we all have a responsibility. But but that's what y'all have deserved, especially, you know, that's what y'all have deserved. You've deserved, you've put in the work just like we have to stand up and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I mean, you're talking about, you know, sticking up for other people and sticking up for yourself that that's your right. And that's what y'all have deserved. And, and you, even though you might not think it, we look at you and any female analyst anchor as somebody who you're paving your own path and you're paving your own way. But there's somebody who looks up to you and wants to be like you because they see sports as a male dominant deal and they see a female that's in there thriving. And, and like when you started your own podcast and you're you're coming out of your shell and you're doing that. That might want to make an, a, a little girl that's sitting there want to start a podcast or want to start doing stuff. So, I mean, tip the hat to everybody. And that's why a, a small part of me wants to do things like this. And I know that 
you know, it might not get the reception of, but it, it's quality over quantity. It's the fact that it's my passion. I don't care. And, and the women anchors, the female analysts, the journalists, the players, and the people who coach women's sports deserve it. And that's what, that in the end, that's what we're here for. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think what you're doing is amazing. And I, I certainly appreciate it. So um, I, I think it's awesome. And like you said, it's it's really cool to kind of remember that, right? Like there were a lot of times that, you know, you're at covering a high school game of some sort and someone comes up to you and um, it does put in perspective all the years of hard work and um, everything that definitely makes it worth it. And um, you definitely have to, to remember that when times get tough or you feel like you forget why you're doing what you're doing. So um, that's probably the, the main reason, right? Well, just remember Fayetteville. Remember remember all the hog fans. You know, you get down, you know, you remember the high school. I, I you know. so much. I was talking to Tara Talmadge today and she was like, you, you need to come back sooner than later. And I was like, I know, I got to put it on my calendar. Um because it's a short flight away and it's, it really was such a special place in my heart. And, um, people don't always get so lucky to live, you know, journalism takes you funny places. When I moved to Greenville, Mississippi, I, I, I was in culture shock at first and I really struggled in the beginning and I, I would do it all over again. I, the, an amazing two years, I, I, I had an amazing boss. That's speaking of people who empower women journalists my sports director there was one of those humans and it still is. And, um, I will forever be indebted to him, but you know, you, you, you can move to Montana, to Wyoming, to Iowa, to, to Mississippi and coming from, I was coming from North Carolina, but coming from big Fort Lauderdale, Miami and moving to Mississippi, it was, it was tough for me in the beginning. And then it, um, was an amazing place to tell stories like you're talking about women's sports and um, high school football, whether it was eight man or, um, you know, dueling rivals across the street, whatever it was. And then to be able to do it in Fayetteville, a place that I really did love from the start um, was really special to me. So we'll end it on a good deal. Good note, you know, tell, you know, for those who have missed the boat and, and seen where you're at now, tell us where we can find your podcast. Tell us, you know, about, you know, just what, what you have upcoming and where we can look forward to seeing your content. And, and if you're not doing a podcast, what, you know, what else can we look forward from Jordan Black in the future? Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm at Jordan Black on all social media. Um, and that's Jordan with a U, J-O-U-R-D-A-N. Um, it's, it's always more complicated that way, but my mom <laughs> thought it was more feminine on paper. Um, and we have at scoop du jour pod. So it's same way Joe you are on Instagram. Um, and the podcast can be found wherever you find your podcast also on YouTube. If you want to watch it, like we're watching right now. Um, and we, we have all the episodes up so far this week. Like I said, we have Kate Scott coming up, but we have some amazing guests from basketball legends to football superstars to um, incredible women journalists like we're talking about. Um, and the guests we've had so far that I'd love for everyone to take a listen to are Danielle Musselman. We had Michael Deeb from the Savannah Bananas. We had Larry Fedora. Um, and it's it's been a really special passion project of mine. So I would love for anyone to tune in and let me know who you want to hear from because I'm always, always open and, and listening. Well, I know this kind of deviates from the women's sports, but I want to go to one of the Savannah Bananas games. I have to go. Same. 
I watch their stuff and it's it, it it's all for show, it's but so fun. I mean it, it and they have rules and regulations and stipulations for their players and if you don't live up to those standards, yeah. they'll cut you. So I mean, but yeah, yeah. I definitely need to get to one of those games. And if you if anyone listens to the the podcast with Michael Deep, he'll tell you one of the really neat things that I took away from it was he, he's a former Notre Dame linebacker who was also an incredible baseball player, but he was sidelined with injury. And then he ended up getting surgery that helped him get back into baseball. And I'll let him tell the story much better than I can, but um, he's so competitive. And he said, what's really nice about the Savannah bananas is it took away some of my competitive edge and reminded me how much baseball is still this incredible game of fun. And it's fun. It's, fun first and entertainment first, but it's still baseball. And so it's really cool. And he kind of shares some behind the scenes stuff in our episode and um, it's a fun one. So I, I have to go to a game too, though. I'm going to Savannah in April. I want to say for a bachelorette. And I'm like, can I sneak that into the, there you go. yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All the girls will love it. You know? Yeah. Be, you know, <laughs> do double duty. Just take them to, and it'd be a very, they can get out there and fast. dance. They can do a dance, throw out the first pitch, let the, See, I've got you in. You let the bride throw out the first pitch. Y'all do a little dance, and then you're in. It goes along with the the wife-bride vibes exactly. There you go. Well, Jordan, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Uh, good best of luck to you with your Believe journey and Chicago, everything that's going on. Keep the hat on and, and, and never forget the, that you're loved by a lot of people in, in here in Arkansas. So I, I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. And, and I, I won't ever forget that because it, it means so much to me. So thank you so much. Anytime. Well, that will do it for another episode of the weekly women's sports report presented by Fordham Lee Distillery, Distillery and Bet Online. We will catch you on Wednesday or Thursday. We're going to try to have Blake Rafino from AYS Sports to cover the LSU game. Going to be a good one. We will catch you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.